Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's a podcast with you in mind. My name is Tony Roig. I'm your podcast host as well as a professional pickleball coach. In this special episode of the podcast, we interview Jenna Spears. Jenna Spears is a pickleball player, a pickleball coach, and a pickleball promoter. In this episode, Jenna shares with us her path to where she is currently as a pickleball player, coach, and promoter. And importantly, as a listener, what's what you can take away from this podcast are the aha moments that helped Jenna along her way and an understanding that by some dedication and some focus to your pickleball, you too can advance as a player and as 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 a as a consumer of pickleball, right? As a as a as a person who has a relationship with the sport, you can greatly grow in the game, regardless of your background, as long as you apply yourself to the sport. Look for those aha moment opportunities and continue to work on your game. Before we jump into the my, my conversation with Jenna, uh, if you're looking for some training opportunities, some awesome training opportunities, we have opened up our camp uh, our camps in Dallas in November as well as our camps in Tampa in January are open for enrollment. So if you're if you're ready to take that step and join CJ and me out on the pickleball court, make sure you check out those camps. I'll put it down in the show notes. Right now, let's jump into my conversation with Jenna Spears. Enjoy the conversation. It's my pleasure to have with us Jenna Spears. Uh, I've known Jenna for a number of years uh, uh, as a pickleball player, now as a pickleball business owner and a pickleball coach. Jenna was uh, one of our original uh, students inside the pickleball system, the first iteration of the pickleball system. And I had the pleasure of working with Jenna in a video analysis back in the day. Jenna, welcome to the Pickleball Therapy Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Jenna, you and I were chatting a, a few, a little bit before the, the beginning of our recording. And I think it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about your journey as a pickleball player um, tell us a little bit about your background before you started playing pickleball and then a little bit about how you got into pickleball and, and play pickleball. Sure. So my sports background is mostly softball and a little bit of uh, rec volleyball. So maybe some basement ping pong, not a ton of paddle sports, never played tennis. Um, and Back when pickleball was first becoming popular, mostly in Florida and California, um, my my uncle had a spot in California and um, he kind of took it back with him, was building a house and put it in his front yard, put a court in his front yard. And we were all like, pickleball, what is this? <laughs> we, all, we were like, what is this sport? Um, and so we started playing just occasionally and Kind of just hammered the ball at each other we didn't really know what we were doing and um my dad started getting a little bit more into it and started playing um in more rec facilities that were in the area um and then um as we were my youngest was about ready to uh go off to school i'll go off to kindergarten so i was going to be at home for uh, not have the kids at home for the first year in several years. And I said to my dad, I was like, do you think they'd let me come play with you guys over at, it was the Lakeshore Athletic Center at the time. Do you think they'd let me go play with you? And so he was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> kind of nervous about it. And um, so I went and I just, I had a lot of fun and I kept going. I ended up taking some lessons from my my now business partner's parents, um, they, they still teach lessons there actually, but I took some beginner lessons and got a little strategy in my game and 
Um, then their son ended up kind of taking me under his wing and uh, kind of showed me some more advanced strategy, showed me third shot drops. Um, and yeah, he ended up becoming um, my business partner and um, he sold his facility kind of just right after COVID. And um, we enjoyed teaching lessons uh, together and found that a lot of people actually like doing like a two-on-two -two lesson. So we do a lot of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got asked to do programming for our local rec departments. And so now all we have four kind of local rec, de rec departments and, um, we run clinics, lessons and leagues for, for our area. We run drop-in lessons. Um, we run tournaments, uh, kind of on the side as well. But it sounds like it sounds like you're run, you're running the gamut now, uh, Jenna. <laughs> from uh, the beginning of pickleball, like what's pickleball at in, in my uh, in my uncle's uh, front yard, to uh, yes. now I'm running tournaments and and all over the place, which is which is awesome. And the reason I wanted to to set that out is because I know we're going to talk a little bit more about you know we're going to dive into your journey a little bit more in terms of aha moments you've had and things like that, both as a player and as a coach. Uh, and now as a coach, but the, I think what's important for, for players uh, listening to this podcast, this episode of the podcast is to understand the baseline, right? So like where, mm -hmm. you know, where did Jenna come from in her relationship with pickleball? It's not like, you know, you were born, you know, a, a, an awesome pickleball player and strategist and all that stuff. And, and to, to see how those aha moments impacted your uh, play. And what I'd like to do if we can is let's start a little, let's talk a little bit about uh, you you mentioned to me before we got started that um, that you you have in fact listened to episodes of the podcast before, and there was an episode of the podcast that led to some mental development in your game. Let's talk a little about that about how, that that micro journey within your bigger journey on the mental yes. side of pickleball and how that changed your uh, your approach. Mm -hmm. So I think it was it was an episode where you guys talking about a book, um, the mental and emotional training for tennis. And so I ended up um, buying that book and it was just so, uh, especially at the time that I was going through just that stage of growth where you, where you know what you need to be doing, but you just don't have the skills to be able to like implement it all the time. And so just kind of like getting down on myself, like, why can't I do this all the time? And um, so it was very handy and um, applicable in those moments of, of growth and just those reminders of, um, you know, you are good enough and you know, just go for it in rec play. But when it's tournament time, then you are, you know, your mindset changes. And um, yeah, it was just very, it was very good to to read all those healthy reminders that you're, you're good enough, you can do this, um, those things that you need to be saying to yourself in tournament. And so that when it comes down to it, you feel good about yourself enough to be able to implement what you've been working on so hard on for the last several months yeah it's um, a, the, the, we had a guest on who's uh a, he's a young man he's a, a tennis and now pickleball uh instructor down in south florida and he has the concept about being your own coach right like you you it's so, so important to learn to be your own coach because when you're playing you know you have to be your own coach or else you're out there on by you know there's nobody helping you you, know, you got to help yourself so that that's that's uh super cool and and the thing i want listeners to take away from this other than just the general part of it is 
is it's it's part of your journey. You're right. So like, you know, Coach Pete's book is an awesome book. You can find it in the in our resources. I'll put I'll put a link below to our, our resources page at betterpickable.com and his book is is linked there. Um, but his book is very digestible because they're the chapters are, you know, two, three, sometimes maybe four pages at the most. And so there's no way you can't get to two or three pages at a, you know in a sitting. And so it just yes. lets you really start that journey. And it just opens up a whole bunch of other things. And we're gonna talk um actually let's let's segue into the other uh mental part and then i know there, there's uh there's a uh on court tip that we're going to be talking about something that, that was an aha moment uh for you and then ha- and, ha- and as a player and also as 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 a coach but let's talk about the um i think you call them enneagrams or something like that so like the personality yes. and th- that's another piece of understanding yourself on the court talk a little bit about that process yes so my mixed doubles partner at the time um he kind of actually brought me into you guys as well but um, he was talking about Enneagrams and um, he had said, you know, I just, I want to understand where you go when you're frustrated. Like what's your kind of, what's your personality type? And then it, what the thing with the Enneagrams is that based on your personality, you have these things where you go when you're, um, when you're in a good spot and when you're in a bad spot. And that's not to say that everybody falls into a box, right? right? It's just like, more common tendencies depending on your personality type so uh, me I'm kind of a peacekeeper at heart but I'm a little bit of a I'm on the pickleball court I'm a little bit (laughs) strong-willed and um and so but it's just helpful to know okay when you're frustrated you're gonna go here and when you're in a really good spot you're gonna be here um and then on the opposite side of that understanding your your partner whether it's your men's partner women's partner mixed doubles partner okay, who, what's their personality type and where are they going? You know, are they going inside their head where they, where they need to be pulled out by somebody, or maybe they just need to work it out themselves, or maybe they're just so mad. They need a, they need to time out whether they want it or not, but you know it because you know, their personality, right? right? So kind of understanding those things so that you're making judgment calls based on personality and where you know they are in that. Moment. I think it's also helpful, Jenna, to know yourself a little better too, because yes. you know, understanding your own personality, and that was something that um, that was that really shown through at this year's pickleball summit that we hosted a, a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Um, several of the of the pros, independent of each other, not like not on a panel or something where they're all agreeing with each other, totally independent presentations, um, touched on that subject. And one of our subjects, one of our presentations, was actually entitled knowing your pickleball ID, um, which that's part of parcel. That's like knowing that, you know, you're this, you know, you like, like Sarah Mitten was the pro who talked about it. And she was talking about how, you know, she likes order. You know, she's, she's yes. Virgo, she's British, you know, she likes everything to be step one, step two, everything. And she and I played mixed doubles together at the, at the U S open and senior pro. And I'm more of a disruptor in the court, you know, I'm more of a, <laughs> let's do this and see what, see how this plays what happens. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you of a, of a funny uh, story that uh, I don't think Sarah might have shared, but uh, we were playing in a very, very tense match in a, in a good way, like like a lot of tension on the court, but in a, in a positive, like this is awesome, you know, tension way. Yes. And there's a rally where um, I hit uh, four baseline lobs in a row. Now, I think it's a fantastic strategy. I'm not going to get into the, the details of the strategy, but I like four lob shots in a row. I finally, we don't move forward on those, right? We stay back and we're, I'm waiting for my spot. 
and I finally get the opening. I, I, I soften them up a little bit on one side and I get the next ball and I drive it at the female player. It's mixed up. So I drive it at the female player. We move up. We got the NBC. We're doing our dance up there. Probably like seven shots later, eight shots later, uh, the male player, you know, gets a ball, rips it towards my partner, kind of, you know, catches her off guard. So we lose a rally, right? But to me, it was, we, we, it was a, we did our job, right? It was a productive rally. We got to the NBC. We were on the surf team. Obviously, we were back to start. We made it to the NBC line. I'm like, everything's good, right? This is a positive rally. Uh, and Sarah hated the rally, hated it. Like she was like, and and she turns to me and she goes like, you know, why'd you allow four times? There's one of the few, like, I, I generally keep my cool out there. I call the timeout. I was like, I kind of flicked my paddle out of my hand to the ground. I was like, I was just pissed. I was like, and I, and I turned to her, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I know you don't, you didn't, I guess you didn't like the lobs. That's okay. <laughs> but but it's like, it, it's, it, I'm working on a tick and it actually it was off later and they were great, but I'm just like, it, it was part of a, but it's the way that I see the game. And, and, and what's interesting, going back to what you said about the Enneagrams, had I had a better understanding of her, how her brain processes information at that moment, then I would have been able to better fr- like understand her perspective. Cause she's like, <laughs> she, I've, 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 I've submerged her in a world of chaos right and she's trying to work through this world of chaos that i'm working through just fine (laughs) so i think the anagram thing is really interesting way of doing that and by the way real quick uh is it okay for me to ask who your mixed doubles partner is my mixed doubles partner yeah so um it was brian at the time brian is brian the, the person who introduced you to us yes Yes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna then, turn to the camera. Give me one second. I'm gonna turn to the camera. Was Brian both times, or is this a different mixed doubles partner? The uh, with the enneagrams, it was Brian, and my mixed up doubles partner as of late is named Ryan. So okay. anyway, but I'm gonna turn to the camera quick. Brian, thank you very much. And it's not thank you for me. It's thank you for Jenna from Jenna for introducing her to us. So there you go. Do that real quick. Um, <laughs> all right. So let let's talk a little bit about um, let's let's segue here. Uh, to uh, you know the the process, it's still mental pickleball therapy. You know how we see the game, but there was a, a, a video that you mentioned to me that you had uh, watched where we were. I would, I think, I was me talking about um, you know when you had a, a a returner not making it all the way to the MBZ line, being knowing that you could attack that returner in transition and then take advantage of it. Uh, talk us through that aha moment that you had with that and and focusing more the strategy is fine it's good to know that but focusing more on how it affected you and your relationship with pickleball and how you understood the game well i think it actually goes back to what you were just talking about with order right like i i love order structure predictability same kind of a concept but then when i'm watching this video about okay so i'm i'm doing third shot drops every time right and i'm trying to implement this strategy trying to do third shot drops, making something, uh, putting a ball in the kitchen that it's not attackable for my opponents, right? And then I watched this video where like, if somebody doesn't return and run, you get to fire that ball at their feet. And then it's like, wait, I don't, I don't have to do that every time. I don't have to do a third shot drop every time, you know? <laughs> so just like those little baby steps of like, okay, this was a great strategy for right now, but you also have to pay attention to what's happening on the other side of the court. Oh, but don't forget the poach because if somebody, right. if you're, if, if somebody's kind of creeping over, you got to watch for that yeah. too. And then maybe you send it behind that person. Right. So it's just a, a lot of those little 
step-by-step -step strategy pieces that you start looking to and build into your game. Um, and you change some of those concepts of what you thought was what you had in your own mind of order, right? <laughs> and, 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 and that can be changed and mixed up and stirred, stirred a little bit, if you will. So, um, the way, the way we think about it, Jenna, maybe this will resonate is, uh, when we do our camps and stuff is, is like, you know, like, you know, like you see, a uh, 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 like a horse drawing a, a carriage not that we're horses but you'll get the idea horse drawing a carriage sometimes they have those they put those things on the side of their faces like blinders so that they can yes they're only focusing on like just the road and they don't get distracted by the sides right and yes I, when we i think most of us myself included when we start playing pickleball we come into pickleball and this is all we can see you know is this really narrow space in front of us and then as we as maybe like for you, it was like you heard that video that we were explaining that concept and you were like, all of a sudden this blinder opened up like, what, what? And then you start yeah. thinking about the poacher or whatever. You're like, what, what? And then you're like, <laughs> my partner's over here. And then and then eventually what's beautiful is, you know, you start seeing like a 360 of pickleball, if you will, uh, all the way around you. And it's it's a beautiful sport when you start seeing it that way. One thing yes. that you mentioned, um, and I'm going to go ahead and tee it up for you because, uh, you know, it's something that you said is a sweet spot for you guys in terms of uh, you and your and your and your uh, coaching partner now that, you know, working with a lot of players, the concept of, you know, and I may be using the, the, the term that you didn't use, but like purposefulness or intentionality when you're playing. Let's talk about that a little bit and how it can change a player's game. Yeah. Um, so our sweet, sweet spot really is like the 3035 player and and. And I love making people think. Um, and and that's, a, that's something that I distinctly remember the day where I personally made a shot uh, based on what my opponent was doing or where they were instead of just getting the ball over the net. And I distinctly remember that. And we actually have students now who will be like, Jenna, I made a shot based on what I saw, not just reactive, right? So we really, um, that's, that's, that's our sweet spot is making people think about what they're doing. Um, not just getting the ball over the net, right? What's your purpose in this shot? What are your opponents doing? Where are they in the court? Did they forget to return and run? Cause then you need to hammer it at their, at their feet. Are they at the kitchen line established? Did they leave a hole where you can drive it down the middle? Right. What what are they doing and what is your best shot in any given scenario? And we're going to we're all going to mess up on it. Right. But the point is that you start experimenting based on what you see versus just being a reactive player and getting the ball back over the net. Right. And I, and I do think it's important to just get the ball back over sometimes. Right. If you're under stress, right. get the ball over the net. Right. But when you are at a point where you are making shots based on what you're seeing your opponents do, that's my ultimate favorite thing. And that's what I love getting students to see and do is when they're like, I did it. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. It's my amazing favorite. when you see that, when you see the blinders start falling off or the, or yes, the you know, the shades the opening up and you're like, mm -hmm. and they start seeing the game differently. It's just, a, and, and listen, you know, I, I'm always, like, you know, players who hit the ball over the net don't generally listen to the Pickleball Therapy podcast. So, but if you're out there and you just enjoy hitting the ball over the net, you know, knock yourself out. It's fine. As long as you're having a good time and you're just batting the ball around, great. You know, good right. for you. Normally, right. players who listen to this podcast or who go to a, a, a Jenna uh, training session uh, are looking for more. And that's why we we speak in these terms. Um, Jenna, um, I know that you're, you're doing instruction up in the, I think it's like the 
sort of the middle western side of Michigan, right? So like on the west, west on Michigan, the, mm-hmm. West Michigan up there. Yeah. Um, if a player is up in that area and wants to join one of your trainings, something like that, what's the best way? Could, or can they follow you on Instagram? Or what's your thing? What do you, how do you like people to follow you or connect with you? Yeah, we I have links um, on our website. It's promo, Our business name is Promotion Pickleball. So promotionpickleball.com. You can find us through there. Contact okay. us, send me an email. We have a link to our little Facebook group where I post like tips and tricks of, you know, Sometimes people share videos, pro share videos, and I put it in there. Just little things that are, that maybe we're working on, or um, it's our little student page. It's fun, but Love you it. can follow me yeah. on social media or add me as a friend or whatever. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jenna, really appreciate those tips. I mean, I think, you know, that, that, that just listen, if you're listening to this, start on your mental journey. Uh, the book that Jenna talked about is a fantastic, uh, uh, actually, I shouldn't say start on it because you're listening to Pickleball Therapy, you're already on your journey. <laughs> That's strengthening your journey. Actually, I I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already well ahead of, you know, the vast majority of of not just pickleball players, of persons who are alive on the planet, not paying attention to the mental side. So congratulations (laughs) on that. But you can continue your journey by doing what Jenna said uh, or what Jenna did about, you know, the book that she looked at. We'll put that down below. Uh, And then uh, adding intentionality is such a beautiful way of you're going to play better pickleball and just feel better out there. Jenna, really appreciate your time and joining us for the Pickleball Therapy Podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jenna Spears. Thank Jenna for sharing of herself with us so that we can continue to grow and learn as players. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. It helps us reach other players just like you who are interested in growing the mental side of their relationship with pickleball. And as always, if you enjoyed it, share with your friends. Remember, if you enjoyed the podcast, they probably will too. Have a great week and we'll see you at our regular episode this Friday.